Yo, what's good, everybody? Before we get into the actual episode, we have a quick interview with uh, Sam Taimani. He's the Washington transfer D-lineman. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. And peace. Yep. Yeah. All right, but wait, actually, before we go, uh, Sam, do you, do you go by Sam or uh, Taki? Uh, either or, honestly. It's just whatever you call me first. So, like, a lot of people call me Taki, but then there's a couple that call me Sam, too. So either one works. All right, bet. Um, like I said, Jack, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yep. All right, bet. So basically, interviews just gonna be like a, a lots of questions. Um, if you don't want to answer one, you can just say skip. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm the host Vila. I got my co-host Jack and Alec. And uh, let's get into it. Yep. All right. First question is, um, I ask everyone this is, why, well, especially for you, why, why did you pick Oregon? Coming from Washington, you only have one. I think, how many years of eligibility do you have? You only have one, right? I got two. Oh, two. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, why, what made you pick Oregon? Um, for me personally, it was the, the coaching staff that they built and the players and just the amount of, like, IQ they had on this team from players to, to landing to Taj to Tony like I just saw it as a chance to kind of take advantage of having these NFL like NFL caliber coaches coach me up and get me ready for the league so that was like the biggest thing for me all right Jackie go on yeah um coming out of high school was Oregon a consideration for you before yeah. you committed to Washington yeah they were actually they were a consideration. Uh, the funny part is, you know, was one of my very first offers. I like when I was a freshman. So I've known, like, I, I know, I knew Chris Peterson. I knew my position coach, Jackson Malloy, for a good while. But then I also knew uh, Chris Bond, Joe, really well too. So it was between. I think my top five was Oregon, Washington, Bama, Tennessee, and Notre Dame. So, and then I ended up tripping first to UW, and I just ended up loving it. And I just had like a really good conversation with Coach Peterson, you know. So it was like it was actually, it was just like I was surprised how like how much I liked UW. But then Oregon, uh, Oregon was one of the top schools I was thinking of coming to, though. Nice. What year did Peterson leave for you? He left the end of. I think it was the end of nineteen. Yeah, the end of nineteen. Yeah, and so that would have been what your sophomore year. My redshirt freshman year. Oh, you redshirt? Okay. Yeah. Al, you want to go? Um, yeah. What What is your What has to be your favorite game you've played in in college so far? Like, oh, favorite game. My favorite game was probably Michigan. The Michigan game. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite games. I, I felt like that was one of my best games last season too. That uh, 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 Oregon State. I think I had fourteen tackles against Michigan. and had fifty five snaps. Shit. So. Oh my god. Um, okay. All right, Michigan and, was nice um, this year. Yeah. I was going to ask you, since obviously Oregon and Washington are two very big rivals, and Washington, you guys just lost your head coach, and Oregon gets a new head coach. What kind of, like, did Washington's coach leaving, did that make you want to leave? Or was it Dan Lanning getting hired? Or, like, what, I don't know, what really, like, made you want to come and made um, you enter the transfer portal, too? As for the transfer portal, I kind of just wanted to see my options. Honestly, like I, 
I have a good relationship with uh, the board. I had a good relationship with the board. I just told him I wanted to see my options, at, just to check them out and see what other schools were interested. So going out, going, going like go going out like into the portal. It was it was it's funny because Oregon originally wasn't one of the schools I was thinking of transferring to. It was between LSU, Baylor, and Nebraska, and then uh, the D line coach for Nebraska, Tony, he ended up coming to Oregon. And then I always told myself, like, part of it was I always told myself if Tosh Lupoy was going to come back to college, I'd want to be coached by him just because of his IQ and who who he produces. So then it just ended up working out with Oregon, Tony being here, with Tosh being here, and then obviously having landing, you know, it just all came full circle. Because I've known Tosh since I was a freshman in high school. So then that kind of played a big factor into it, too. So you're kind of already having that relationship yeah. built up with him? Yeah. And uh, was going back to UW an, an option for you? Oh, uh, it was. It was when I was in the portal. I was thinking about it because I, I talked. I talked a lot with like some of the. I talked to a couple of coaches. I talked to Chris Peterson about it, and then uh, I also talked to some of my boys. And then at the end of it, I just, for me personally, I just decided like Oregon might be a good fit for me, and just might help me develop into a new player. Yeah, and I was um, also I was gonna say, did you get like? a lot of hate from, like, the fans or the teammates? Because, like, I know with uh, Jaden Daniels when he left, like, they were fucking trashing his locker and all that. Uh, uh, yeah, Twitter, yeah, Twitter goes crazy. So, yeah, I got a lot of hate from the fans especially. Um, my A lot of the, my teammates, I kind of – I don't know, I was cool with everybody, so I kind of, like, told a lot of the boys, like, where I was going. I told my whole position group before it was live or anything. I called all of them personally and just told them. I told them. I told some of the offensive guys, and then I told my uh, one of my linebackers, Eddie, he's one of my good buddies. He was my first roommate at UW, so I told him I was going to Oregon. And they just said, "I hate you as a I hate you as a ball player, but I love you as a brother." So that was like the thing about it. And then just all the hate from UW fans, you know. I was expecting yeah. it, so I like you know. I really you were just kind of already prepared for. Yeah, I was already prepared for it. It was like. They're, they're obviously they're gonna put they're gonna say bad things about me like bro this dude didn't do nothing for us he had no sacks this that but if you really look at it I probably played I probably had the third most snaps on the defense maybe the fourth or fifth like I know I was up there especially compared to a lot of the other guys so it was just interesting because I played a lot too so I strained my body a lot this past season so it's just funny that they really think I'm like a bad ball player. So. My next question is: It says on two four seven, it says you're li- they have you listed as a guard when you came out of high school. Yeah. So did you switch positions when you came to Washington, or did you play both ways in high school? Um, I took a look. I like I played a little bit of tackle. Like my senior year, I be- I didn't play any, but um, a lot of my offers were for defense. But I had like Washington was um, both ways, and the uh, Bama was offense, and then uh, Notre Dame was offense. And there's a couple other schools that were offense too. So, but I want—I knew personally I wanted to play defense, and that was like the one thing I told coaches. Like I wanted to play D line. So then, when I got up to Washington, it was already set that I was playing D line there. Like I wasn't planning to play any offensive line because I don't know. I didn't—I didn't feel like playing it in college. Like I probably would have went uh, somewhere on the East Coast to play offensive line if I was thinking of that too. Uh huh. Um, so Oregon next year is going to have a pretty good defense, especially within the front seven. 
How do you think guys like you, Brandon Dorless, Noah Sewell, and Flo are going to be able to thrive off each other next year? Um, just kind of, you know, it's. I feel like we're going to make a lot of assists for each other. You know, we're going to have we're, the big boys up front probably eat up some double teams. You know, and ha- have those free rush, have those free lanes for the running backs to run through, free run throughs for mm-hmm. them. So you know, they're going to be eating up, and then just kind of the. I think it's what would you call it? It's the there's like really no drop off within like the depth chart for, you know, the front seven and the backers, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. if you have people who are all the same caliber, just going all the time, you know, it doesn't matter who's in, you know, that if you should see a dominant front seven. Next man up. Yep. Um, Yeah. um, I was going to say, it says to you listed as just a defensive lineman. Do you plan on playing like tackle or end? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing uh, nose and a lot, some tackle, so kind of the inside. Same thing as Washington, maybe inside the box from four eye to four eye across the line. So maybe I'll get some a little bit of end reps, but I'm I'm expecting to play a lot of tackle or nose. Hopefully, nose this season to eat up some blocks for Noah and the other boys. Mm-hmm. So my my next question is so. Can you kind of explain how your official visit to Oregon went? <laughs> yeah, so um, it was a very last minute uh, official visit. Um, I got it maybe like the I got I got it maybe a couple of days before I was coming because it was really last minute, and I ended up coming on the New Year's Eve weekend. New Year's New Year's Eve weekend, yeah. So I just flew up by myself. Um, they just kind of showed me around, talked ball, uh, hung out with Mace Popo. Uh, Okay, oh Noah, we all just chilled. I know I knew Mason, uh Noah just because I played against Mason High School and then Noah obviously I know his older brother were the same class. So we both played online and went to a lot of camps together. But I uh, just kinda we just kinda hanged out, man. I just kinda was like seeing out filling out the team and like what they do, you know, and they were just all chilling, you know, went bowling. And then I had um a lot of phone calls, phone call meetings with a lot of coaches and then just ending it off, I had a one-on-one Zoom meeting with uh, with Landy, which was really awesome to do, you know. And he was just like talking, and I know he was busy, but he took out he took his time out of his day to talk to me. And I remember him uh, after the semifinal game. The first thing he did was Facetime me because I think that's when the semifinal game was. Yeah, so right after they won, first thing he did was Facetime me, <laughs> and then just showed that he appreciated me and like appreciated me coming up and you know even though he was at Georgia at the time you know he still cared for me so it was really awesome to see that uh-huh. okay that's it Jack you want to go yeah so obviously you were in the transfer portal but there's being there's more and more players are starting to join the transfer porter, portal in college football and college basketball what are your thoughts on the transfer portal growing as it is um I do feel like it's hard for those guys, those young young cats that are coming out of high school, you know, with all these guys trying, especially me too. Like I understand, like you kind of, t- it kind of affects the scholarships given out to high schoolers. But for them, some people, it's like you know, if you sit at school for so long, you know, and you don't get any tape, and your ultimate goal is the league, you know, like seeing your other options is is as important too, because you you have that time clicking. Like for me, I have what, a year, maybe two, if I come back next season. So 
I think the portal is like kind of crucial in a way because mm-hmm. it allows players to go find playing time elsewhere, which is important. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, my next question is, who are you living with right now, and what are you studying in, in college? Uh, I'm rooming with uh, Gonzo, a Christian okay. Gonzalez, and then uh, Anthony Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we, we all actually we, interviewed Anthony too. Yeah. So. We stay, uh, we stay in Franklin, but might end up moving to change the religion. But yeah, and uh, majoring, I think I'm majoring in uh, GSS. I'm not sure. I'm still working out all my credit transfers from UW just because UW's um, eco different than organs, and it's like way broader. So I'm, they're trying to fit. They're trying to find ways to fit like all these classes into certain uh, requirements to graduate. And I was also going to ask you, um, coming from Seattle to Eugene, I both live both in the Pacific Northwest, but like Seattle, you got a huge city, and then coming to Eugene, like a small little college town, how is that transformation? Um, how do you like Eugene? Uh, it's not too bad. Uh, it's, it's I kind of like that it's like peace and quiet, you know, and it's like easy to get around Seattle. Like there's a lot of driving, but I loved it there. But here, it's awesome. Uh, a lot of friendly people, you know. A lot of amazing fans I run into, so you know it's pretty. It's pretty cool to see like all these fans, just and like how much they love the Ducks. It's crazy to me, you know. And then Eugene itself, it's it's a cool place. Like, if it's just it's kind of hard being out here, just because like I like it's a small town, so there's like really not much to do like during the weekdays, like besides like hiking and stuff like that, which kind of sucks. <laughs> like outdoor stuff, it's kind of hard, and like everything else is pretty far, but. I like it because it's, like, nice and chill, you know? Nothing crazy going on, so it's easy to get around, too. So not too bad of a transition. Yeah, are there any, uh, like, really good food spots that you'd recommend? Uh, Food spots here? Yeah. Um, To be honest, I just – all I do is order Dutch. I just get Dutch because it's, like, right in front of the – it's right at the corner, so I just get Dutch or – I order uh, what you would call it, Cha Cha's Hawaiian Hawaiian place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. So, have you played in Otson Stadium? Have you played a game in there yet? Uh, I played a game. I my freshman year, I was at a, I I traveled up for the game. I didn't end up playing, but yeah, it's it's loud in there, man. It's, yeah. What yeah. stadium do you think's louder, Otson or Husky Stadium? To be honest, I couldn't tell you. Like, <laughs> just because. The my freshman year, you know, it was it was loud, but I've seen it was it's weird. Like I've seen both sides, and I couldn't tell you just because I don't remember Austin too well, so I couldn't just mm-hmm. go off of just all the Washington memories. So I'd have to experience that this fall, and then I'll for sure know after the first home game. Okay. Um, let's see what do what do we got here? I'm trying to find where I had all these at. Okay, okay, here's what I was going to say. Going back to your days at UW, what, what did you think of Coach Lake? Um, I think he was a good guy, man. Uh, he really cared about his players. It was it was a little bit of – it was just a weird transitioning going from Pete to Lake just because two different coaching styles. But, you know, I still yeah. – at the end of the day, I appreciate everything he did, you know. It's like it was – it sucked that it was this – it ended this way. But I really appreciated him, man, and – he did do a lot for a lot of the players there, so I could give him that. 
Uh, was, my next question, actually, go ahead, Alex. No, I was gonna go. Was oh, there ahead. any was there any players that helped recruit you to Oregon, or was it mainly just like guys like Tony and Tosh? Um, players. Um, I talked to Noah a little when I was in the portal. Um, he shot me a text message just asking what my plans were, and then I was oh, like, nice. I'm not sure yet. And then I just asked him what he was thinking. He said he was gonna. He said, you know, they they told me about the big time staff coming in. So I was like, yeah, for sure, keep that an option. So there was Noah and then Mace in general. Just so Noah and Mace were kind of like the front runners of it. That's awesome. All right. And uh, my next question is, what are your expectations for the season? Because I know the fans, we think it's like potentially maybe a natty playoff. We don't know. So what, like, what, do you, what are your expectations? Um, my expectations, like, for as a team? Yeah. yeah. Um, and yourself, whatever. Um, for, for personally, just like play, just try to play a role for me is just play my role and just do what I can for the team and what's best for the team. That's the biggest thing for me. And then as a team, you know, the end goal is a natty, but honestly, just <laughs> winning a lot of games, that's pretty much as simple, like, as simple as I'll get is like just winning a lot of games, you know, and just showing out for the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I was looking at your Instagram and I saw that you were a part of with the new NFT things Oregon yes. doing with Tinker Hatfield. Can you just go into that with a little detail? Um, oh, the new NFT? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um, NFT is pre- it's pretty interesting. It's just like a it's like an NIL that they were trying to do with us and I thought it was pretty cool man like I didn't um just like hearing the like kind of just hearing the backstory of like Tinker and like his importance in Nike you know and him like trying to help build our brands as student athletes you know it's crazy and just the amount of like support you have around here and like to help you build your brand is crazy you know and like that's just I think that was just one step of us helping build our brand was NFTs and I think it's really cool because I think that's going to be a big thing coming down the road Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is the NFT exactly? Uh, NFT is like a non-fungible token. And it's pretty much like, it's like, it's like, a, it's basically you own the right to a photo, pretty much. Like, so people pay money for a photo, right? So say you took a selfie, right? And you posted it online. It's basically like you have copy, like you have claims for that photo and you can make money off of that photo. So you can put it on t-shirts, sell it, like, because you own the right to that thing. Pretty much, that's what it is. Pretty much, like that's why you see a lot of profile pictures with like NFTs, because it, it's usually usually they own it, but that you can find out the owner by just um, searching up the photo uh, number on the Google, and it'll tell you who the owner is. But some people just save it to their camera, thinking that like they're the owner. But there's like a long way. There's like a long line. There's like a long step to finalizing being an owner to an yeah. NFT. Yeah, the NFT was selling for like five thousand, I think. Yeah, it was, it was, but I know DJ Khaled and all them got it. So that's yeah, cool. there's a lot of guys that backed it. You know, it's pretty cool. It's like crazy to just see that, like, see these celebrities, you know, looking at these NFTs. Just it was just like I was just surprised. I was just like, whoa, like DJ Khaled, Steve Aiko, Nanama Kinsu. Yeah, were they getting like? Do you know if they were getting paid for that? Were they? I don't know. I honestly just... don't know. I just think they they like Tinker a lot. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Just because I I know I, I was expecting DJ Khaled because DJ Khaled loves Tinkers. 
these, you know, yeah. those are limited edition shoes, so it paid off. And What was I gonna go to? I don't remember anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what it was. So you talked a little bit about you know landing, calling you after the um, semifinal game. Yeah. What was your first like thoughts on Coach Landing? Like after your first meeting with him? Uh, it's, I thought he was pretty cool. I was like, man, it's a young, excited coach. You know, like. He reminded me a little bit of Pete in a way, but just but a slight different. But I thought he was cool. I thought he was authentic. I thought he was he's really up front and he cares. I can tell he cares a lot about his players. He wants to he wants the best for this uh, program is what I noticed. So like I think that was a, one of the selling points is like I could just tell he was authentic and he was real and the person he is to the media is the person he is with us. So it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotcha. And Jack, you guys have any more questions? I think. Um, I think yeah. I went over all the ones I'd wrote down. Yeah, I went over thing, everything I had. All right. Um. Okay. Basically. Okay. Before we end this off, I got one last question. Yep. Uh, what advice would you give to high school kids trying to play D one football? High school kids trying to play D one. I wouldn't even say like D one football and like in general. I just said like ball itself. Like if you get an opportunity, you know, to play, to play, play your sport, play basically your sport in general, man. And like it may not be D one, it might be D two. You know, like wherever you get the opportunity, man, you just go and take, you just take the best, you just make the best of it. That's all. That's my best advice is like make the best of it, man. Because like if you if if you can ball, they'll come and find you. Is like the rule I go by. Like if you're a baller in the leagues to go or wherever you're like whatever sport you play is like you want a, to get on a bigger stage people will come and find you it doesn't matter where you play because nfl coaches nba coaches they'll come and find you yep i bet um uh, i think that about does it jack al you guys got anything left nope no thank you for uh, yeah, joining thanks. us no nah, no problem on. appreciate you guys yeah i uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck and uh yeah. Thank you. All right. See you, boys. See you. Peace out. All right. What's good, boys? We're back with another episode on the Quackcast. Host V-Lone. I got my two co-hosts, Alec and Jack, with me. And we're here for the 12th episode of the Quackcast. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it. So, yes, um, just got finished with a interview with Sam Taimani, how do you guys think that went? Everyone, everyone put really well, honestly. It's one of yeah, the better ones we've had. He's a great guy. I think it went great good. Yeah, we just interviewed him for, like, I think a good 20 minutes. Um, it went pretty well, in my opinion. I think you guys will enjoy that interview. I still think, hmm, low-key, the Harrison Taggart one was probably the best one we've done so far. Yeah. With this With this set. I think all time was the uh, Blaine and Swinson. But, uh, um, yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get into this episode. We got a lot to talk about. Um, I got to see what day we got to start at, though. Uh, we got to start at the 22nd. Would it be like the day after we 
did our last episode. So since since then we didn't play till. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm yeah, looking. no, we covered the softball games too, right? Yeah, against Baylor. No, against Baylor, I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Well, um, in case we didn't, the softball team uh, beat Bailey two. I think it was wait, was it two to one or three to? Wait, mm, I'm look real quick. Oh no, I'm looking wait. it up. Jack, you there now? Yeah, yeah, we won the series two to one. I don't know. I don't. I don't think uh, Jack's audio is working right now. Oh but, yeah, um, we were. Yeah, we already went over the that. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, and the Stanford game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next okay. One. So yeah, our first the first day we pick up is the very avoidable and unfortunate loss in women's basketball to Colorado. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Jack, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I don't know. Okay, what yeah. All right. So well um okay. So um starting on Monday. The baseball team lost to San Diego. Wait, yeah, they lost to San Diego. Oh no, was it on Sunday? I'm not sure. It would have been. Yeah, they lost on Sunday. Yeah. They lost on Sunday to San Diego. Four to five. Four to five, and then they beat them the next. They lost to them on Sunday. The series was zero and three, and but then they finally ended up winning the game on Monday. Yeah, beat um, them by t- twenty-one to eleven on Monday too. Yeah, we beat them by ten. And then, yeah. yeah, what I was gonna say is, and then we go to um, and then St. John's comes to Eugene, and we handle them pretty big, twenty-three yeah. to five, and then sixteen to three. You can tell that the Ducks' bats are alive this season. We can swing, but the pitching's a little questionable. Already giving up. 11 runs, 11 runs. and So we've given up double-digit runs three times already this season. We really got to tighten up the pitching. But the bats have been alive, and we're swinging pretty good right now. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The pitching is kind of sus, but um, as a team, like even last year, we've always been able to hit really well. So, yeah. And then um, a women's basketball team ended up losing in double overtime to Colorado. 86 to 83 was the final. Uh, yeah, that's a tough game because we're ranked, and now that's going to push us out of the ranking. Colorado's not that bad of a team either. Jalen Sherrod is a very good player. She goes for 17. I really like Maya Hollingshed. She went for 15 and 10. But I just feel like this Oregon women's team is way too talented to be getting cannibalized in the Pac-12 by teams that aren't as good as we are. Yeah, playing at Colorado is always a tough one. But yeah. um, who double overtime too? So it's not it's not really that bad of a loss. But um, mm-hmm. India had twenty eight points. Holy shit! It's six rebounds, points, assists, twenty two and eleven. Pow Pow 10 and Elise with 12. And, uh, yeah, I mean, putting up 83 points in a game is not easy, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then uh, the women's team ended up playing Utah yesterday. And I think they played it in, like, the afternoon. They ended up mm-hmm. winning by eight, seventy-three 73 to 65. Yeah. 
We controlled this game. We were up by, what, 16 points at halftime. Let Utah get into it, get get back into it in the third quarter because they won the third by 13 points. But it was a good way to conclude the regular season. Next up, Vegas for these girls. Hopefully they can make a big run in the tournament. Pac-12 is a good conference. You're going to have run into teams like Stanford and Arizona. But I think that the Oregon women's team has a, has just the biggest shot of anyone else to win the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, Arizona. We beat Arizona, and we kept it close to Stanford. And those are probably the two top teams. So, um, yeah, I think we'll, we have a, a good shot at winning this. And I think even if we lose, we'll still we'll still make the tournament. So. Yeah, so I'm just going to break down the bracket for everyone because the Pac-12 tournament bracket for women's is officially available. So the tournament starts on Wednesday. Wow. So we're almost – I'm excited for the Pac-12 tournament. Oregon yeah, the, gets, wait, the women's is this week and the men's is next week, right? Yeah. Gotcha. So Oregon gets the two seed. The one seed is Stanford. The two seed is Oregon. The three seed is Washington State. And the four seed is Arizona. So Oregon's wow. going to have the first round bye – our first game will be on Thursday, March 3rd at 6 p.m. We're going to get the winner of the number seven UCLA seed versus the number 10 USC Trojans. They okay. play Wednesday like at 6, and Oregon meets the winner of against – Oregon meets the winner of that game the following day at 6. That shouldn't be a problem. Both of those teams haven't been too good this year. Yeah, I and like then, that. U- UCLA doesn't look that good. Mm-hmm. And, and then – if we win that game on Thursday, then Oregon, then Oregon, and then the UCLA versus USC winner will play the Washington State Utah or Cal winner 8:30 p.m. in the semifinals Friday night. If we win our first game of the tournament, and the championship okay. on Sunday at three on ESPN two. So it's a Oregon has this has a schedule. We're playing. Two late games in a row if we want to go to the championship. Not too bad, honestly. It's very, it's a very reasonable thing for the Oregon women's team. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know about getting the two seed with and being nineteen and ten. I mean, we don't we have a UConn win that's good, but like we beat UConn when they were injured and and mm-hmm. was at home. So I don't know. Maybe it's just gonna be us and Stanford. I think we got the two seed because of our Pac twelve record. Because Arizona is the four seed and they're twenty and six. Oh shit! Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, all conference. Yeah. Um, if you're an well, Oregon basketball fan, it's going to be a fun next two weekends in Vegas. This is where all the marbles are, especially for the men's team. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the men's basketball team who. Had two, yeah, two big losses this week, with one big win, but yeah, two two mainly big losses. One of them being uh, against Arizona in Tucson. We actually, I think we surprised a lot of people. Keeping no, I this mean, point really close. We went into Arizona. I mean, we lost by three, but that's like, the that that number three team, and they may have lost yesterday. I think Arizona um, has some of the best quarter home advantage in, in the whole country, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we went over there. We uh, lost by three points, 84 to 81. Kept it way closer than everyone thought. And um, still lost, though. 
And at this point in time, like, we kind of needed to win, so. Yeah. Uh, that kind of sucked. I mean, How players that game, though? Uh, go ahead, Alex. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, Arizona, yeah, they lost Colorado most recently, but still, we, they were a top five team, and we lost to them by three. We, it, it just shows we can keep up with the big teams. We just yeah. can't blow games. Yeah, I think that's the things. Uh, were, we were, we were leading by two at half, if I remember right. I think that's what um, what every fans kind of upset with, because we'll keep it like even. I don't know about what's. I guess it applies to football too, kind of, but um, we always play up to our competition, and we also play down to our competition. So yeah, it's a good and bad thing. We can well, beat anybody. That's the thing. Yeah. But we can also lose to anybody. I think we're two and four in quad one wins, which is pretty good. Having two quad. Well, actually, no. Since we beat UCLA, that's so we have three quad one wins, four quad one losses. But then after once you get out of quad one and quad two, I think we're like five hundred. That's why it's that's not a good sign for the Ducks yeah. when it comes down to bubble watching. Yeah, uh, the the top players of this game, Will Richardson put up twenty two. Quincy, who's actually been doing really good this this past week, I think he's one of the most slept on players on the team. Had twenty one, and Nafali Dante with thirteen points and fifteen rebounds. So yeah, look, it's gonna be hard going into McHale. In my opinion, McHale's one of the hardest atmospheres to play in all of college sports. Agreed. And Arizona has guys like. Benedict Matherin, who's going to probably be a top six pick. Christian Coloco, who's going to go first round. So, going into Arizona and beating them at halftime, playing them to the last whistle isn't a knock, especially in Pac-12 conference play. What about uh, Dalen Terry? Do you think he will go first round? No. No. I think that Benedict's going to go top five. I think Coloco goes late first. And then I think Tubelis goes in the – Tubelis and maybe Terry – and even Balo, like Balo gets low minutes, but this guy's an NBA player. They're all going to be second round picks. And then Kirk Creesa, he could go to the league if he wants. He's a shooter they just, and slasher. Wait, they so is this whole team we go into the NBA next year? Um, I don't, I don't think Balo or Creesa will go yet, but I, I think Benedict Coloco and Two Bellis will definitely. I don't really know about Terry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was crazy though. Going from last year, they couldn't even make the tournament because of the uh, those. Um, They're bad. They were they weren't allowed. Yeah, to. because of uh, them paying the players, right? Isn't that the what DeAndre, they did? It was the DeAndre Ayton scandal. Yeah. Sean Miller paid him to come. Apparently. So they yeah. go from. They go from not making the tournament. I don't, were they good that year? They were pretty good. We beat them. Duarte had the game winner. They stand guys yeah. like Kirk Creesa, Tubelis, a freshman, Benedict Matherin. They were a good team. They probably wouldn't have made any damage in the tournament, though. Gotcha. But, yeah, we go from – they go from not making the tournament to now possibly being a, a national championship contender. So that's pretty cool. I think, I think they have one of the top shots to win it all. I mean, I'm still I, I, with them. I just, I, I'm still riding with them Bulldogs, but 
Can we see Gonzaga, Arizona, Natty? Uh, I don't. I haven't seen what the. I think UCLA is more likely to get to the Natty. Actually, mm, I don't know. Who? What do you think, Jack? Who do you think's making Natty? Actually, no, because you're, um, you're all over the place. Providence no, I'm not. I think Kentucky. I think Kentucky's gonna play somebody in the Natty. And if it was, if I had to pick a Pac-12 team, I'm totally picking UCLA. Okay. Oh, okay. So we agree on that. That's actually that's yeah. good. Um, not Arizona though. Arizona's good, but they're not better than UCLA. UCLA's too tenured. These guys, Hotley Hawkins and Johnny Juzang, were tournament standouts last year. When yeah. they needed a bucket, go to Hawkins in the post, or go to Juzang at the perimeter for a three. UCLA in March is different. I don't think people know that. Yeah, they are. Last Johnny, March. I haven't even seen even close to the same Juzang I saw last March. I haven't yeah. even seen close to that in this regular season. And That's when it comes true. March, he's going to turn – he's going to go back into March of Juzang. And after watching the Oregon game where we beat them, you can tell that Mick Cronin, he's had enough this year with all the losses. He's switching up the lineup. Jules Bernard now coming off the bench instead of starting at the two. He inserts Jalen Clark into the starting lineup. The guy who had the game, the guy who had the game tying steal against us earlier in December to send it to overtime. And he also took out Cody Riley from the starting lineup and inserted Miles Johnson, the freshman. I like the move, have guys like Bernard, a high-level scorer, and Cody Riley, a high-level rebounder, coming off the bench because they're deep. We'll see how it ends up working out for McCrone and once the Pac-12 tournament and the tournament get underway. Yeah. I actually, I have a question for you, both of you guys. Do you think McCrone is overrated? Because he gets – people, like, they're hyping him up a lot. I don't know if it's because Bill Walton or well, – but he's getting lots of hype. Coming from Cincinnati – he always had a good record there because they were playing in the American. I, I like some of the players that he coached up at Cincinnati, but I think he's a little overrated. He, he, he has a great roster, and I don't think people exactly. thought the team was going to be as good as it was as they ended up being last year. And you know Bill Walton. You put, give all the credit to Mick Cronin, but I, think he's a little, I don't think he's on Dana Altman's level. Agreed. I think if um... – Kind of a hot take, but if um, UCLA doesn't make the Final Four this year, I think Johnny Juzang just wasted a year of his, his career, his basketball career, because he could have easily went to the NBA and, and been a first-round pick, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, if they don't make Final Four, it's gonna, I'm going to be a very sad Pac-12 fan. Very sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so after that Arizona game, we host UCLA at home, beat them by five, 68 to 63. Um, Devion goes for 17, Jacob goes for 14, and Will Richardson and Eric Williams go for 11. Yeah. Yeah. I'd... This was an injured UCLA team that we probably should have beat by more. But the one thing I did like about this game was we had, uh, I think, 72% capacity. Compared to average, like, 50. So, at least we're making some progress in our fans. But, I mean, it's already the last week of the season, so it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. I just wish we had those all season long, not just 50%. Exactly. Yeah, that's good to make progress with the fans, get the stadium a little packed. UCLA's coming to town, Bill Wallen on call. You know that people are going to show up to this game. 
So Johnny Juzang got hurt, only 11 minutes I'm seeing. Yeah. I remember them saying, and then I know that Hami Hakkis fouled out late, but yeah, I, I guess they were considered, all their players were there, just, I think Oregon has had UCLA's number for a long time being. Oregon beating UCLA twice during the regular season does not mean that UCLA doesn't have a shot to win the national championship. Exactly. Believe me, guys, they do, but the Pac-12 is a very cannibalistic conference, and we've had their number right now. We've had their we, number, like Stanford has our number in football, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And we completed the season sweep against them. Uh, it's a pretty good sweep. That's the one chance that we're going to have to get into the tournament if, at the at-large bid. Hey, these guys swept UCLA, a team that was a half-court shot away last year from going to the national championship. Yeah. Lots of people, though, think uh, UCLA is overrated, though. Yeah, I mean, especially say like that. SEC fans think they're probably more on Arizona's side than UCLA by a lot, too. Yeah, I thought UCLA was overrated last year once the tournament was happening because Oregon beat them twice in the regular season last year and UCLA just popped off in the tournament. But once I saw that they returned everyone, I knew that these guys were going to be for real this year. They're definitely not yeah. overrated. They're a very good team. Exactly. But I think uh, another – not even I don't even think this is a hot take, but I think USC is extremely overrated. The team we actually skip ahead. Uh, we just played them yesterday, lost to them by one point. But um, yeah, I think USC. I think I guess sixteen is a good spot for them now. But in the tournament, I don't see them making past the second round. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that would be tough. Everyone knows I really like Drew Peterson. Boogie Ellis can really shoot. Isaiah Mobley can run the floor and pass and rebound like the rest of them. But that's going to be a very, very competitive tournament this year. I think there's a lot of good teams. USC is definitely a team. Andy Infield's a good coach, but he's known for collapsing in big moments. I can definitely see USC losing and going home in the first or second round. Yeah, Uh, especially what I saw from them last year against Gonzaga. Like, they played – they beat us by, like – they beat us good, right? They blew us out. Yeah. Yeah. They blew, they us, blew out. us out, and then I was—I remember saying like, if they play how they played against us against Gonzaga, they'll beat Gonzaga by a lot too, because they played like lights out. They weren't missing or anything, mm-hmm. and even, that's the game where uh, who got dunked on? Someone got dunked on. Mobley mm-hmm. dunked Frank? on someone. Yeah, Frank. yeah, Mobley bodied Frank. Yeah, but Taj Edie was going off that game. He wasn't missing. He was looking like Steph Curry out there. Guys like Isaiah White. Guys like Isaiah White and Nick Anderson, who are still on USC, who play minor roles off the bench, had huge games against us last year. Yeah. Yeah, the um, CJ White guy, he he doesn't even play anymore, but he dropped like 50 against us. He went went four for four from three, Isaiah White, against us last year in the tournament. And now he doesn't even crack the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. That's honest. Like – that's why I don't like Pac-12 because we'll only play against we'll play good against each other, and then when it comes to another team, we don't. Mm-hmm. I think we do that. We'll we play good non-conference, right? Yeah, we always come out hot non-conference. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. We always start the game hot. Hopefully, same thing happens applies this fall. Yeah, and. Um, 
Then, so we win. We end up going one for two uh, in this weekly men's basketball, and we go two one, and one, one or is no, it one one, for, one and one in women's basketball? And um, baseball, we now we won the first game of the series by eighteen runs. We beat them twenty three to five, St. John's, and we play them. Oh no, we played them again yesterday, and we beat them again, right? Mm-hmm. Sixteen yeah. to three, I think. And um, we'll play him again today too. It's yeah. only a three-game series, though. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to that interview, we just we just did it literally like an like an uh, hour ago. Not and, even less than that. Yeah, but how how do you guys think that went? Um, I think it, it went really solid. I think definitely one of the better ones. Yeah, Tamani. Um, New defensive lineman coming from Washington. That was pretty crazy. Interviewing someone from my rival school. Um, now we're going to be playing for us. I got his eligibility wrong, though, because I got him mixed up with the other guy. What's his name, uh, Alan? Oh, the Nebraska D lineman? Yeah, uh, Jordan Riley. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Riley. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like the interview. I thought he I, – I think he's a great guy. I thought it was cool because everyone says, like, Oregon and Washington's the biggest rivalry. Got get to talk for, with a guy who actually played at Washington, and now he's a member of the Ducks. It's cool because he he was in those games where Oregon goes to Washington wearing the chrome helmets, Herbert at quarterback, Michael Wright breaking up the game-winning pass, like the Micah Pittman touchdown on the reverse. I think that was a historical Oregon game, and I think it's very cool that he was a part of Washington during it, and now he's a duck. I just realized what game, he was. Um, he was um playing in Washington when I don't know if he actually played in the game, but he was at least there. I'm pretty sure. Um, when Jalen Red caught the tiptoe touchdown, and then CJ Verdell capped the game off with the touchdown yeah. run. Oh, also, he was CJ was game? a freshman too. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy. That was back when he wore the thirty-four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, old CJ. That guy's gonna be a god. Yeah, in NFL, he's so underrated. I don't know. I don't know how good he'll actually be. I think. I think if he if he stays healthy, he can be good. But true, he but is. Man, man's bones are made out of glass. I swear. There wasn't a season where he didn't have an injury. Thanks. Wait, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I want to talk about um, Micah Pittman leaving. Have we talked about that before? Mm. I don't think so. I don't think we really went in-depth on it, but I want to hear you guys' thoughts and opinions on that. You want me to go first, Alec? Uh, yeah. Um, So, obviously, I've said this before on the podcast, but I thought it was a little sus when Oregon's in a good position. All we need to do is beat Utah twice. And we would go to the Natty. We would go to the playoff, and then Pittman transfers. Red and Johnny Johnson aren't active, and they're going to be hurt for the rest of the season. I yeah. thought that was a little sus. Maybe something went on between the wide within the wide receiver room. But I always watched Mika's um, YouTube channels. When Mika Pittman originally committed to Oregon, I liked him because of that famous vine where him and his teammates from high school went to the center field and. They yeah. went to give the handshake, and the other team didn't want a handshake with Kayvon. But Micah Pittman didn't. Micah Pittman's team didn't get handshake shook. So, 
they took that personally and they blew them out and it was like a famous vine. I started Micah Pittman's first fan page. He followed me and stuff and he talked oh, back shit. to me. I always liked the dude, the t- like I said, the big touchdown against Washington. He had some big plays over his career, but he wasn't really getting the ball as much as he deserved the ball. And so I respect him to go make his move and go to Florida State, even I though I don't exactly think Florida State think. was the answer. What do you, okay, yeah, where do you think he should have went? Well, I think he should have stayed with Oregon after the whole coaching change. I think because, like, yeah. our receiving room is very brittle. Yeah. And, um, I agree with that. Keep going with that, but, but you know, besides Oregon, where do you think he should have went? USC? Because I, I thought really? he was going to go to USC. Yeah. Um, I think he could have went to like a school like Michigan where their passing game isn't strong, but they have a running game already established and you could work off the passing game with that. And especially since Josh got Gattis going to Miami, I think they're going to bring in a more passing attack scheme. Uh, you you realize Chris DeBall is probably going to shut down Gattis's <laughs> passing, make, make him run the football 25 times a game. Um, but I wish you know, we my, could get Joe head on for that episode. My, my, God. yeah. That'd oh man, that'd be oh. Ask, ask him about like so. So did Chris Ball call, shut your play calls down or what? Yeah, that'd be that'd yeah. Be I'm pretty sure if if I remember, I saw something where he said that um he kept wanting to call like deep shot passes. Because he knew Anthony Brown could make them, but Crystal Ball shut them down and wanted to run the football instead. Yeah, I mean, Crystal Ball just wouldn't let him pass in general. Crystal Ball is trying to run, can run recruiting and all that. But when it comes to an offense and the offense coordinator trying to call plays, he's like the best example I have is I'm trying to think what, what the best example is. Stuck in the nineteen like eighties. Run the football. Run the football. Run the football. Run the football. Don't Mixing the play action. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I I wish we did more just simple drop back deep shots with Brown, but and just like all the wide receivers we had. Yeah, we yeah, definitely had anyone... such a we had such a talented wide receiver room. We had all the we had all the players and stuff to do it too. It's. Mm-hmm. It was just he shut it down because anyone be who hates on Anthony off. Brown, I all I tell him just, is just know second half of the Oklahoma ball. game, second half of the Oklahoma Literally, game, go yeah. watch it, and then talk to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What game did you say? The Ohio State game? No, no Oklahoma. Uh, o- Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. When once Anthony Brown got to just let the ball go downfield. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And, um, yeah, but with um, the Mike Pittman situation, I actually – I think he – like, it was the right move for him. But once the coaching change did happen, I thought maybe him coming back would have been the best option. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought either he would, A, come back, especially because Doing when he too. was visiting uh, Florida State, the main guy that recruited him to Florida State was – Kenny Dillingham. Yeah. Good point. So I thought he'd stay, but he'd end up stretching back. Or what I thought, right, is he'd potentially follow Cristobal to Miami. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> if he did that, especially then especially when uh, <clears throat> that'd be so contradictory. Especially though, when his wide that. receiver coach B Mac went down there, who actually the other a uh, couple weeks ago I don't remember who he said anything about it, but B Mac leaves Oregon to take the wide receiver coaching spot at Miami. No, no, he's at Georgia now. Two weeks later, yeah. he leaves yeah, yeah, yeah. to Georgia. But I, I get why he went back to Georgia. That's where he graduated from. He played at Georgia. Yeah. And from before he uh, was at Oregon, he coached at Georgia. Yeah, but if Michael went to, if Michael went to Miami, that would have made no sense because he left Oregon because of Cristobal and his offense. And then if he yeah. would have joined him back, that would make no sense. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right, Milone. That's what he said on his YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, not directly because of Crystal Ball, but he said he was leaving because he wanted to be more involved. Yeah. I don't really know if, yeah, Florida State's necessarily the right spot. I think, yeah, Jack, you're right. I think Michigan would have been a good spot. Maybe, um, no USC. Maybe like a Texas. I don't like guys transferring in conference, especially to rivals. You, no, know, who, you know who could have used him really well? we just well? interviewed a guy. Who <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you know I think I think he could have gone somewhere like UCLA. I think that would have been better than Florida State. Yeah, if he wanted to stay in conference. But I don't think he wanted to. Especially because especially I'm saying USC all the time, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Michael kept trying to get him to go to USC. Yeah. Well, uh, now he's with uh, Trey Benson too, one of our running backs. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think he could? Do you guys think he'll be good at Florida State? I don't really know. We we never really got to see him play. We got to see him play like once. He got a yeah, couple of snaps a, this season. He had a touchdown this year. Yeah, yeah, against That's Stony it. Brook. So I mean, <laughs> not not hating on the player necessarily, more hating the fact that it was against a team that isn't competition yeah. you know it's not a fair it's like it's like if you're assessing a high school player right and they're the best team in the state and you're like picking apart film against the worst team in the state it's not really a fair fair um comparison yeah i i actually have another um question i want to talk about so this football season we had um at the end, we kind of had a lot of surprising people uh, enter the um, uh, go to the draft and like go to the combine, like Devin Williams, Mikhail Wright. I, I, Do you I'm guys gonna... think they should have stayed? I think Mikhail and Devin Williams should have stayed. I think Devin Williams could have had a breakout season. I, he should have. He should have stayed for the sole <laughs> reason of he has such a small sample size right now. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that. Was I, I honestly, honestly, I like him. Right, he has all the tools to be an NFL like third, fourth wide receiver, but with there not being much film on him, I just I don't see him. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I think if he gets picked, he's gonna be like a sixth, seventh round pick. Yeah, maybe, maybe fifth if the team's willing to take a shot on him just off of his athleticism and his size. I, I could see him doing a Juwan Johnson swap over to tight end like he did for the Saints. That's but true, but, but yeah, he's Devin's skinny. Skinny. Juwan's yeah, like but he's, he's also t- 
tall enough. And plus, yeah. once you get to the NFL, they could bulk them up. They could bulk them up. I think that – I agree with Velo, and I feel like him, him staying – him and Micah Pittman should have stayed because they could have been the main core. Yeah, they were. They would have been the two starters oh with Hudson as like God. the third. Him or Micah. Put honestly. But now this gives a this gives wait, Hudson a chance to really show his true talents because I think he yeah, has. Yeah, and I mean, so let's say, let's say theoretically either Williams or Pittman stayed, right? So we'll we'll go Devin Williams stays, right? Pittman still gets the portal. Do, do we still bring in Chase Coda? Uh, probably not, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, I got it. Unless this quarter guy is really good, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's going to be our number one. Uh, he, he gets a lot of yards, but not many touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. Back to what Velon was saying, though. I think Michael Wright, before the season coming in, I thought that he was definitely going to go to the draft, but he kind of underperformed, I guess. That P.I. they called against Stanford was not a good call, but I thought that one more year would have benefited him to help his draft stock. Especially with a defensive guy like Lanning. Yeah. yeah oh, and just, like, yeah, all the coaches. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, who else? Who else went to the draft? Johnny Johnson? Um, well, he could he have stayed another year now. Johnny, no, they couldn't have. They were super, super seniors. Yeah, him and Red were super. But he was he was injured though, so couldn't he like, get it back? Then was it too late? No, he would have been. Ha- he would have had to have like season. You have to play under four games. Yeah. If you play more than four games, then did you play more than four? Yes, That's he it. played yeah. all the season up until Utah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And then Jay- wait, him and Jalen Red got kind of got injured at the same time too, right? Yeah, they they got injured the same exact time that Mike Mike Michael Pittman decides to transfer. That's why I thought it was sus. Yeah, and, and their two injuries were like they were both ankle injuries, and they're and, both like out for the year now. And they were, weird. and it wasn't even an in-game injury because that entire yeah. game before they were playing. Yeah, it, it was in practice. It was, uh, and no one or, knew. They, I, they didn't I see the Jalen Redden. No, no, no. I see the Jalen Redden injury yeah. because if, against UCLA, he was banged up. Yeah, that is Coach true. Coach Bell poisoned the protein shake and calling it. No, Bell, no, Coach, no. Yeah. He fell and he poisoned the protein shake. Calling no, it, I know. No. <laughs> uh, who's so, uh, Quick question: Who's ready for Bonex to win the Heisman Trophy? Oh, yeah, he's easily winning the Heisman Trophy with ease. Jack? Jack? Yeah. I mean, if he wins the job, <laughs> you guys know that. I feel like Thompson's going to transfer. Yeah. I'm, so how would he not win the job if Thompson's going to transfer? If if Bonex wins the job, I think Thompson's out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, which he is going to win the job, like. I don't think it's a question at all. I'd be willing to bet, like, so much money that Bo Nix is going to be the QB1. Especially against Georgia. Why would we play Ty Thompson? Yeah, especially against Georgia. Yeah. What were you saying? I was saying, like, from a fan's perspective, I guess I could see why we want Thompson to play. But from a coach's perspective, why would they put Ty Thompson 
someone who's gone like little to no game laps versus Bo Nix, who's beaten Bama, who's played in SEC that football. That was a two or less Bama. That Bama team was banged up, though. Still Bama win. Still Bama win. Still and, an ex-Saving coach football team. Yeah. Like, why Why would a coach want to play Ty Thompson? I mean, yeah, but anyway, I think um, CJ Stroud or B. John is going to win Eisman next year. Or if Will I Anderson love CJ Stroud. No, I, 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 can, I know. Being realistic here, I think that I think the top four for the Heisman Trophy are going to look like, in some order, it's going to be Bryce Young, Stroud, Bijan. Um, Who's Bijan? Bijan Robinson, the Just Texas running, running back. back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trayvon uh, I Henderson. Travion Henderson. Yep. Um, and then I th- Caleb. Yeah. I want to put yeah. I'm gonna have to put Caleb. I Caleb really want to. I really want to put Quinny. If you put there. Caleb, you have to put Bo Nix. No. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. Uh, sad v learn. Uh, if you play Caleb Williams that transfers to UF, to USC with the new coaching staff, why aren't you gonna put Bo Nix transfers to Oregon with the new coaching with staff? Lincoln Riley. He's staying with Lincoln Riley, and they have the same OC. I think That's true. A, I think this is an L Alec take right now, an L Jack take. No, Villain's just mad. Villain's <laughs> yeah, yeah. mad that uh, Bonix is definitely not the so Bonix isn't everybody. the safe take, but he's like so likely because we like winning the Georgia game is like it's really likely in my opinion. We have the defensive coordinator. Um, I mean Stetson Bennett's a. He's a mid quarterback, in my opinion. Average. I mean, Anthony Brown could done could have done the same exact thing, in my opinion, <laughs> without uh, with his options and his coaching. In that defense, yeah. And I Jack mean, got, and Jack's got COVID. Let's go. I, what? Yeah, I don't have COVID. Are you sure? <laughs> so uh, another another quack cast episode with Jack coughing in the back. Not a real episode without it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, any left? Okay, but um. Oh, okay, okay. Winning the Georgia game, in my opinion, is very likely. Yeah. Very, very likely, and I think making the playoff. I mean, we know how we all. Always all I have to say is, play, when we nobody thought we were going to beat Ohio State this year, we beat Ohio State. Even nobody thinks we're going to beat Georgia. Well, all the like. We didn't even Fans have other schools. Didn't... Oh, Jack just left. Yeah, I know he's gonna he's gonna join back, but um, like, um, I lost. Wait, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about again? I was saying how. Why'd you put your name as mine? So, <laughs> my bad. <buddy>. Jack. <laughs> Jack's stealing my identity. Dude, for the COVID, the, it's messing with loan, if, if, what's his name, if, um, if Bonex wins us the Georgia game, I'll be on your wave, Bonex for Heisman. Don't get me wrong, okay? Yes. Yeah, if he and how, us the Georgia dude, game, how, and... Do you not think he's going to win us the Georgia game? I even don't know, if, man. George, even George if he is... plays bad, a defense can probably still carry us to the win. I don't we know. have their defensive coordinator. 
I don't think we people do. know that. We literally we have the defensive yeah, Hey, hey, y'all want to uh, fork out? Let's see. What's 220? And they're losing times? a lot of guys, too. Wow, we're gaining. But, but the amount of five stars they have coming back, like, they have so many good players coming in. And coming who, back. Wait, who do you hey, think is uh, better, Kelly Ringo or uh, Dante Manning? Oh Ringo. Manning, Ringo. Manning's played a little bit, but he's played horrible. <laughs> I feel like Jack has a little SEC bias in him. No. Are you sensing that too, Alex? No, no. Slight, it's slightly, slightly. So why? Because uh, Ringo's the, better than Ken, no Kentucky, Providence, kind of. Providence is in the Big East, dude. Yeah, I I don't really like this little SEC South bias. This East Coast. I, I don't I, know. I live in the North. If anything, you live in the South. <laughs> what? <laughs> you live in fucking California, the South part of the West Coast. I live in New York, the north part of the East yeah, Coast. Yeah, okay, I, okay. I'm getting okay. East Coast. I'm getting East okay. Coast bias. Right? Um, That's what I'm hey, getting. If, East, I'm any, getting anyone, East Coast bias, and it's anyone listening to this wants to donate six hundred and sixty dollars to uh, help uh, Velo and me and Jack go to the Georgia Oregon game, please send us your. Cash. I would vlog that too. Yeah, that'd be um, sick. Oh, I'm not going Jack. Jack, yeah, we you want to fly me out and stuff, but well, it's on the it's on the East Coast. Why wouldn't you go? <laughs> I'll fly out you you if you're good looking. I fly out fifteen year old guys. No, Actually, seventeen. Get it right. Seventeen. Hit it right. Return. Whoa. Oh yeah, I forgot I forgot I'm using yeah. offensive words here. Yeah. Sorry. I have to my, apologize now. my bad. My bad to whoever's listening to this. Uh no, I don't mean to offend to you. Me. I apologize to Jack and say Jack, I apologize to you. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Say Kentucky's gonna win it all. No, no, I'm not gonna say <laughs> No, say Oregon's gonna win it all, dude. <laughs> say Gonzaga's gonna win it all. There. Meet him in the middle. No. 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 <laughs> Gonzaga's a very good chance. No, you can say that at least. Well, yeah, that, that's that's a factual statement, but yeah, I'm not gonna lie to myself your... and say Kentucky's winning at all. You changed the <laughs> podcast cover. Now mine and Alex names on it. Yes, I did that. I had my. Uh, I actually want to get him on too. That kid. He he goes to my. Uh, he went to my. Well, shit. He went to my. Uh, can you guys still hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He went to my uh, old high school. That kid. He's um. Super good, um, graphic designer. Yeah, graphic designer. Are you That's good? Awesome. That was, yeah, really I just my AirPods are bugging really quick. Zelo, the last thing, um, the last thing you have to do now is follow me and Alec actually on Instagram. Whoa, um, okay, I can see that maybe. I mean. We have to see how your takes come out, though, Jack. I'm getting East Coast bias, and I'm getting some L takes from you, so I don't know if I if that deserves a follow. Word. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I just put something in the group chat just for you. Let's see this. <laughs> <laughs> Can't confirm. Vlon has no bitches. I need to see you guys in real life. I, I don't even know what you guys look like. I I'm low key gonna do a face reveal. I don't know. On your on your Insta page? Low key. On the V Lone Oregon page? Uh oh. Maybe. Or, the, or are you gonna do your bias uh V Lone 
You what is it, take? Gonzaga? <laughs> you want Gonzaga? Yeah, Gonzaga's a great team. I See, one thing, this is a little off topic, but Gonzaga, I don't know why everyone hates on Gonzaga. Because, like, coming up from the West Coast sure. Conference, a sure. small conference, a small school, basketball, they don't even have a football team. Um, like, they've came up as a basketball powerhouse, and they're like a little private school. I mean, it's a cool story. I don't know why you wouldn't like them. I mean, they can't control that they ranked one in the polls. That's the poll voters doing that. They can't control that. Like, I don't know why they get so much hate. Jack, you're an East Coast guy. Can you elaborate on why you hate Gonzaga? Well, I hate Gonzaga because they play in the Western, like Vila just said, they play in the Western Coast Conference, and they usually have little to none competition. They get big, they get good prospects. They get a lot of international guys like your Rui Hachimira's. Your Brandon Clark's, I forget where he came from. But Mark Few's been such a good coach for such a long time. I feel like everyone just automatically hates the team because they're always highly ranked, and then they always choke in March. They think it's a hateable quality team that's always highly touted but doesn't even have a national championship. So, Yeah, it's kind I, of the same reason why, why Oregon football gets hated on a lot. Mm-hmm. But you're Ball Gonzaga basketball is a very or two very relatable programs. Yes, I agree with that a lot. I think that's what actually made me become a Gonzaga fan too. But um, um Vilon, I feel, I found who you needed who we need to get on for the next uh next episode. No, I have a lot of guys. Loaded. I don't know if we should say this on on the. I live. I know, but I I found like uh, I have I a lot. Like... Of, no, I have a lot of guys that actually want to come on. Like, I literally messaged them, and they want to come on. Yeah. But nonetheless, though, that Taki Tamani uh, interview was really good, in my opinion. Yeah, it was awesome. Really cool guy. And, um, yeah, I have... Oh, by the way, if anyone has the hookup... I have four guys ready for the next episode. if, If anyone has the hookup to getting Dan Lanning on the on the show... Okay, Hit buddy. me alone, uh, please. <laughs> That'd be just so. Uh, oh man, imagine if we get the Oregon football head coach on here. Yeah, yeah that'd be crazy. But I um, I just want to say I actually want to get more head. More head. I would love to get more head on. Oh no, no, I'm not gonna say that on the podcast. I'd say I'll say that in the group chat. That was that was one of those things that we said but, in the group chat, um, not on the show. Oregon basketball, we're gonna. Weekend coming up, March Madness is starting, so I feel like these episodes are going to get much more interesting once March Madness gets underway. Yeah, I mean we're yeah. like not to say the off season's boring, but we're kind of at like a like a spot where it gets a little dry. Yeah, once, if like, Oregon makes a tournament, leading up to leading up to tournaments, it gets kind of like yeah, yeah, it does get dry, but we're on the bubble, so. We'll see what happens. I think we're coming to an end right now. So before we end this, does anyone have any hot takes? Mm-hmm. Do, do we have any questions from the story? No. We literally have no questions. No one asked a question on it. So, um, Are you sure? Christian Braun on Kansas am... is going to – his NBA comparison is a Jimmy Butler. 
Um, Alec, mm. I want to know who you think is going to win March Madness because you seem very strict on a no for Kentucky. Uh, mm. And Jack's left with a total of like ten times this podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not a podcast episode without so one of us leaving. Yeah, okay, but. I'm gonna have to side with these on. I'm gonna hate saying this. I'm gonna hate saying it. Gonzaga. Wow. That's... I'm gonna hate saying it. Wait, wait, say it again for Jack. Gonzaga is winning it all. Oh my god, dude. So smart. That's fair take. <laughs> the only reason I leave is because I get phone calls and they kick me out when I get a call, but that's a fair take, not gonna lie. We'll see what happens. They're going to need guys like Julian Strawweather and Andrew Nemhart to really step up if they're going to win it all. They No, but the good thing is that they actually did. It was more just Timmy and Chet the, from, this, from this last – Yeah, they, uh, they both kind of like same sold that game. It was, just Chet, it was just a combined choke from Chet and Timmy, which St. Mary's honestly has Timmy has been – Yeah, that's true. Um, Timmy – Let's see the sports. All right. Um, I mean, he's still dropping a lot of points. It just – He hasn't been as efficient as last year because everyone knows about him now. Yeah. I guess you could say that, yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to get you guys' record predictions for the football team this coming season. 12-0. and 12-0. I'm going to be a yeah. little more realistic here. I'm saying, I'm saying 10-2 think... with a Pac-12 chip. I think with landing though, a choking in the in conference won't be as bad as it was with Crystal Ball, in my opinion. I, I'm I'm saying we're going I'm I'm saying we're going ten into a Pac twelve chip. Yeah, actually my non biased prediction is gonna be we go eleven we go twelve and zero in the regular season and then we lose to USC yeah, in the Pac twelve chip. That's my I'm, say, I'm saying ten and two with the Pac twelve and we win the Pac twelve. Let me okay, check out the schedule really quick because I know we have a really good preseason. So, so here I can give you the basic rundown of it. Week one, Georgia. Our so basically our non-conference is Georgia, Eastern Washington, BYU, and then we play the same out of conference games. BYU might be a close game, but we play them at home. Yeah. So I think we take that. Um, BYU is going to be good. Kalani, Sitake. They're losing some good players though. They're losing uh Alger or whatever his name is. They're running back. Georgia, we beat him. Okay, I'm actually okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some hot takes, but just so you guys know, my my resume. I called Lamb's money line. They didn't cover the spread. They only got the money line from the Super Bowl. So I called that. I called the um, I called the Georgia money line too. So um, I'm known for calling big games. That's my specialty. I'm actually just calling any game in general. I'm good at. So, oh, just just call Velo and the all knowing. I guess eh. Uh, yeah. yeah, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we beat Georgia at uh, it's at the Falcon Stadium, correct? Yeah, Mercedes Benz. Not really. Yep. Not rule. Not really a. Uh, we beat Georgia neutral. at Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Um, in the quote unquote neutral site. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say we beat them. I, I don't know if I can give a spoiler prediction right now, but I know we we beat them, but not by a lot. Eastern Washington, yeah, destroy them. BYU, we'll beat them. We'll beat them better than we beat Georgia. Um, 
at Washington State, first conference game of the season, that might be a close one. That might be. Oh, actually, no, because they don't have. They've lost a lot of guys. Yeah, and, then, and they like, haven't been then, the same ever since they lost Mike Leach. Yeah, and they got a new coach. So maybe we, we actually go ahead and uh, – I can see us actually beating them by a lot too. I'm Stanford at I, home. What do you think about that, Alex? I think we'll beat, I think we'll beat Stanford. I think, I think honestly – I'm going to throw something out here. I say we're going to play a close game against Arizona. Um, Maybe in a couple years, but not now. I, I, just like, I like them getting T Mac and um Actually hey, hey, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go over the schedule and then you guys say your opinion too, because I just said my opinion on these couple okay. games. Okay. Okay, we're in Georgia. L sorry. You think we I, lose that game? I, I I think we're gonna lose it, man. I hope we win. So I'm gonna say I, win. I hope we win, right? Obviously, but I, I don't oh, if you had to put money on it, do you think we win or lose? Yeah. I put yeah, I'd, I'd put, put money, money on, on it. I put money on every Oregon game. So yeah, I put, 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 put money on us winning. I put money on us losing, okay. honestly. <laughs> Eastern Washington? W. Eastern Washington. Forty point oh, W. Are we at Eastern Washington? Are they here? No, oh I God, don't. no! Why would we why ever would, go there? Yeah. <laughs> it's a red field. It's cool. It's a red field. We played them. We played. I was looking back at the schedule. We played Wisconsin at Wisconsin. I guess you take it to boys sneak in. No, no that's but yeah. is trash. No, it isn't. It's actually sick when you like go see it in person. It looks trash on the like uh like on TV, but like that's what I say about Matthew Knight. Looks trash on the on the screen, but it doesn't even look that bad on the screen, in my opinion. The turf looks purple, right? Um, like on TV at Boise State, but it's actually like blue when you see it in person. Okay, Eastern Washington, what do you think, Jack? W. W. BYU? W. W. By a lot? No, it's going to be close by game. By 10. Okay. Uh, Washington State? W. W. Tell me where the game is, too. At Washington State. W. I, I think we win that by a lot, honestly. I'm saying we're winning by, like, 17. Stanford at home. W. w. I, I, we, we have Stanford's number this year. Mm-hmm. Stan- David the Stanford up. rivalry doesn't matter unless it's at Stanford. So I think we win that. We, but it's probably going to be. I don't know. If that we had Crystal they... it'd be like a three point game. But since we have Lanning, I'm going to say we've beat him by like 10, 10 to 20, somewhere around that. But see, it's it's not fair to say something like that because we haven't even seen Lanning actually coach it football game yet as like a head coach that's true but that's just my yeah. opinion i think we beat stanford by 10 to 17 somewhere on that range then wait what'd you say jack for the stanford game i think it's a w i think david shaw he's always had the ducks number but they can beat us in eugene it happened recently but i don't think they have a lot of talent right now Valid. yeah i think um, shaw should low-key be on the hot seat pretty soon He's they been lose there so long. Games. He's been there so long now. Okay, keep going. All right, Arizona at Arizona. Dub. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give us a W right there. I thought you said this was gonna be close, uh, Alex. I think it's gonna be close, but we're gonna win. I think this is another. I think this is another blow game, like Washington State. 
And maybe in a couple of years, this will be a close game. But yeah, Arizona now, recruits well. It's a nice weather, bad females, good school. A lot of recruits are going to want to go play there. Yeah, I'm being serious, though. So. I I know you no, are. I, just, I expect yeah. it. I expect it. I expect it. The Jack takes. Um, then UCLA at home. Give me the Ducks. Is DTR going to be there? I think uh, so. Yeah, he's returning yeah. for another year. I think his last season, I think this is definitely going to be a close one. Because it was close the last time we played him at home, too. It'll yeah. be a close uh, one for sure. Yeah. Cause this we, might be the we game. We sealed it off with the Mikhail Wright pick, if I remember it. No, the DJ James no, pick six. Yeah. It was, wait. Wait. No, no. Wait. No, Are you talking no. about the game at home, Alex? Yeah, when we had oh. when Chuck was playing. No, it was uh, I think it was Jamal Hill who got the pick. I don't right? remember, but it I wasn't... remember. I remember both games ended in picks last two years. Yeah, I don't remember who got the pick. I know DJ James got the one this year. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Last year, I think it was. I think it was my my sleeper pick with this team this year. Who's going to be Jamal Hill? But um, UCLA. What do you guys think? Close W. Win. I said. This might be the loss, in my opinion. This might be the loss. It's going to be a really close one. We we play them at home. We usually win at home. But UCLA's kept it close with us, so yeah. this might be the loss. Chip Kelly, too, might be the loss. At Cal the next week. I'm going to say this is where our second L is. Whoa. At Cal. I'm going to say W. We did lose to them. During the COVID year, but that was like that was just bad. Hang that on, was, gotta, Cal was just bad. I gotta, I gotta just hang on. I gotta, I gotta like pre-pick a couple of these. Hang on. Cal's mm. Cal's not that good in my opinion. I think we, I think we beat, I think we beat Cal. Actually, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change that to a W for Cal. I think I know where. Our, I don't think it's gonna be close though. I, I think, think I we beat him. I think we beat him by ten to twenty. Next up. At Colorado in Boulder, I think that could be our because yeah. I have I don't have us losing a game yet. It depends yeah. if we beat Georgia. Yeah, lost, but if we lose to Georgia, then I think we run the table from there. Yeah. Wait. So you think we go undefeated if we beat after after we lose to Georgia? If yeah, because you got to learn how to lose. So if we beat Georgia, then I think. Uh, games that are going to be scary are games where the game where we go to Washington State and the game where we go to Colorado. But if we be if we lose to Georgia and already have that experience of losing, I think we run the regular season in the Pac-12. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Okay, but Colorado, I think we won that for sure. We got the uh, the um, cornerback and the cornerbacks coach, so I think we win that. Maybe it's a little heated, but I think we win that. Next up, Washington at home. Boy, and it's in that home game. I just I don't. We got Tamani. Dub. Yeah, Tamani goes for the five sacks. Yeah. Uh, I think we win. Mm. What do you guys think? How do we win? Comfortably? Mm. Are we are yeah. we under the Utah game or are we still in the Washington? Washington, <laughs> Washington game. game. I was reading a text. Sorry. Do you I think, think we, we beat win. Washington, Alan? I think we'll, I think we'll beat Washington. This one will be a clo- this one is going to be a close one, though, right? And actually, yeah. they have a new coach. No, I, I think I don't think this, it's going to be. This close is really unpredictable. 
This they're be, coming up. It's kind of unpredictable in my opinion, but I think it'll be close. But we win. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Next up, Utah at home. Give me a dub. Give me a W. Mm. Utah's losing a lot of defensive prowess. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of those guys that stepped up were freshmen, though, and that's the thing. Look, I love Kyle Whittingham. I love what he does, but I just think he had guys like Devin Lloyd who were literal problems, and I don't think Utah's going to be the same. Yeah, I'll give us the W, but don't. I wouldn't be. Utah's quarterback is it. ass, in my opinion. And I think, what? He was yeah, so I good hate, this year. I hate Utah's quarterback. I think Caleb Rising. Yeah, and I think a, I think our defense truly exposes that, and I think we win this game by twenty. Good take. Okay, okay, mm. you're, you're a little out there, bud. Mm, maybe by ten, ten plus, ten plus. And then the last and final game, I think you guys already know, in Corvallis against the Beavers. Nice little civil war action. Yeah, I think we lose. No, I'm kidding. We win by 24. <laughs> yeah. We're not losing the Civil yeah. War. I just don't we, see We it. lost too recently. Yeah. Even they though get a win. I, think it, I think it was like they get a win every like four or five years, if I remember. That is what I read. Like yeah. the last couple of times they've won, it's been like they've won and then five years later they won again. I don't know, they just though. This don't is going to be – Lane's never been to Oregon. This is first time probably being in Oregon before then. I don't think he truly knows how big this rivalry is. I actually, well, honestly, I think the Washington rivalry has become more. Um, it's yeah. more. Because like, Washington's competitive. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this this rivalry, even though it's not as important as the Washington one, in my opinion, it's still like it has a lot of history behind it, and I don't think. I don't think Landon is going to know that, especially in Corvallis, they get a new stadium. This might be one of our losses. I think we either this game or the UCLA game we lose. If we lose this game, I'm going. If we beat Georgia and we do all that, and we lose this game. I'm going to be so mad. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I don't know. That it for the we'll have to see though. If Oregon State has a bad season, then we'll beat this. We'll win this game. But if they have like a like a mid to maybe somewhat decent. I think there's a chance we lose. That's fair. And yeah, okay. What what's your guys' final record that you think we go ten and two? Seven I'm gonna two, go eleven, 11 and, and one. one. Yeah, between ten and, and okay. So the floor I think with this team is nine and three. I think the ceiling is twelve and zero. Oh. That's good though. The prediction ten and two or eleven and one. Okay. Fair. We lose a lot of guys on defense, right? And we lose a lot of guys, a lot of guys at a wide receiver. I mean, and we lose our quarterback, but we bring, we keep pretty Bruce much. Hudson our, needs to step up. We keep is essentially our entire offensive line, our entire tight end room. Cardwell shows he's a good football player. We saw our receivers in the bowl game; they can play ball. Um. Especially in a in a Georgia offense, I think we need to. Uh, Chris Hudson needs to step up this year. Yeah. 
we lost a lot of guys on defense, but we still have Sewell, who was easily the best guy on the team. And we lose Kayvon, but we have Swinson. And I think Swinson can, I mean, maybe do just as good as Kayvon. Honestly, maybe even a little better because Kayvon wasn't, like, crazy good in college. Well, no, really. He was taking triple teams at times. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. He was taking double, triple teams and still getting pressure. Who cares if he didn't have a ton of sacks? He was getting there, causing pressure, stopping the run. True, true. Letting other guys get sacks, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I think 11-1. and one. That's my opinion. I'm saying Same. it now. 11-1 right. uh, is my prediction. 11-1 with the Georgia win and the loss to either UCLA or Oregon State. That's my take. That is the V-Lone take. And I think that's going to cap off the episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, I need to because I have somewhere I'm going. In the, like, in okay, the- but before we go, and Jack, who is your take on who wins March Madness? That's what the fans want to know. So everyone, everyone wants, wants to know. It's a million-dollar question. Okay. My take who on does- who I think is going to win March Madness, it's – People think that my take is always all over the place, but my it's gonna it's I have the perfect take. It's gonna be the Kentucky Whoa. Wildcats. It's gonna be the Kentucky Wildcats versus the UCLA Bruins. Hmm. hmm. And I'm signing off. Have a all good right. day. Right. Oh. It's still good. Me and me and Alec are riding Gonzaga. And. Yeah, I think that about does it. You guys got anything else to say? Uh, no, I don't. I'm good. All right. Love y'all, boys, and peace. All right. Peace out.